and welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 45th episode in a weekly series called Holiday Thankfulness. Last week's episode was a discussion with Dave from GeekBits on Saints Were the Third and Raymond Origins. Please visit www.genesee.com to add to the forum discussion on that topic and to tell me your story. Today is Monday, December 5th, and today I speak with Tindian, and we have our post-holiday, pre-Christmas episode kind of wrap-up, I guess you'd say. Uh, so, how are you? How are you doing? Well, I'm a little sick tonight, but otherwise in a festive mood and enjoying somewhat of the uh, other people's laid-back work environments that apparently happen during the uh, holiday season, and mine has been really busy. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate you being here considering uh, the last few days I've had the flu and then I I so kindly shared it with you in the spirit of the holiday and uh, now you've got it. <laughs> well, it was it was worth it to help you get better and I've been sleeping for most of the day, so I'm hearing good. Okay, let's start with some news of the week before we get into our holiday uh, thankful discussion. of the week. The Xbox 360 is unveiling an ambitious new project starting tomorrow, which would be Wednesday. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's supposed to tie all your information and entertainment needs into one machine. And here are some of the services that will be available tomorrow, along with uh, the market that they'll be active. Epics is in the U.S., ESPN on Xbox Live is in the U.S., Hulu is available in Japan, Hulu Plus in the U.S., Love Film uh, United Kingdom, Netflix, Canada, and the U.S., and Premium Play by Mediaset is available in Italy, Skygo in Austria and Germany, and Telefonica Espana, movie star Imagino in Spain, and today MSNBC in the U.S., and upcoming are HBO Go and Comcast Infinity. Now, this is supposed to be different than the Apple TV, the old Apple TV, which used to have content um, like TV shows and movies and such by renting them directly to consumers, uh, as well as streaming the existing content that you had. Microsoft kind of wants this box to be the center of, I guess, your entertainment needs, whether it's live or streaming. But they don't really say, uh, when I read the article about this, whether you have to have individual uh, subscriptions to the the items or if it's all included in one bundle for your Xbox Live uh, money that you're paying. Because I can't imagine, I mean, they're going to have Comcast Xfinity as part of this, as well as Netflix and the rest of that, and they all have individual costs. So do you have to have subscriptions to the individual items and then you just watch them on the Xbox 360 and the Kinect as well? Or is it like a package that includes them all. I do not know. I, I'm not sure either. Um, you're right. It does sound a lot like the old Apple TV, which I, I thought Apple was trying to uh, renew recently. But I know that on our DVR, which has the ability to stream Netflix, I have to have a Netflix account in order to do that. 
I don't see Comcast being willing to have uh, their content streamed over their pipes along with potential competing uh, companies, even if it's from other parts of the world. So I'd sort of lean toward a subscription model. However, if they want this to be a centerpiece for entertainment, as much as I sometimes tease Apple for uh, their products, their endeavor to get the home entertainment market is to make sure that if you are going from one TV and you walk into another room, you can slide your TV program onto your iPad. And then if you're listening to music, you can slap it over onto the upstairs speaker system or something along those lines. So most people, well, our household is largely glued to either the living room or the sunroom where the TV is. But most of these big providers and companies really want us to be able to walk out anywhere and still have access to some sort of media. I do like the fact, though, I mean, the kind of, if you would call it the central hub or the heart of our entertainment, for me, is uh, the Blu-ray. Because when you turn the Blu-ray on, suddenly you have access to uh, Netflix and you suddenly have access to Hulu Plus, if we if we were paying for that, which we're not. And you suddenly have access to the YouTubes, as well as discs or whatever else you put in. So that, for me, is really nice that you just have to scroll through the menu and you can have all those options. They don't have to be just, hey, it's cable, or, you know, I don't have to go to my iPad if I want to watch Netflix. I can watch Netflix from the Blu-ray and then pause that or you know, end that series and pick it up on my iPad in another room in a different place. So I like that uh, they're all kind of included. And this is only like I'm talking two or three of the things that I like. So I think that would be a very useful thing if, especially in Connect. I mean, can you imagine all the sliding and virtual uh, hand movements you could do for all these? Yeah, I'm not sure if I want my TV watching me back. I'm I'm sort of kind of a privacy freak about that sort of stuff. <laughs> I definitely agree. That Blu-ray player was one of my uh, best purchases ever. That thing has been has paid for itself many times over. I'm actually tempted with uh, since I'm a bit behind on the whole Hulu craze. I have a free Hulu account, and I've watched a couple of my old shows on it over the past uh, two years, I've actually been tempted with the holiday season to try a month of the Hulu Plus service and see how it handles actually streaming. You know, does it make a better content provider than, say, Netflix, or does it serve as a balance, or maybe can, between the Netflix and Hulu and a couple other things that are on a DVR, could potentially the cord be cut to the cable company for the TV service and leave us the internet service. Well, what is the difference between Netflix and Hulu other than, I mean, I kind of imagine Hulu as a longer running YouTube. Like YouTube has increments of, I think it's like 10 minutes or so. You can't run longer than 10 minute videos. But Hulu, you can, it's kind of the same things you would find on YouTube, but longer. Is that the case or? Hulu's more like uh, Netflix when you're watching The Vampire Diaries or one of the other TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes even for anime. They are a mm, sort of like the on-demand for current TV series, potentially, and past television series, potentially, uh, that you may want to watch. So if you're a fan of Doctor Who, you might be able to go on to Hulu, and depending on your subscription level, be able to go back and see the past couple weeks of Doctor Who 
or if you're a paid subscriber, I think you have access to anything that is technically out of date now and can't be seen by the free people. But you start it up, you get your ads, and a couple of times through the um, playback of the content, you are hit with a 10, 15 second ad and then continues playing. So it's sort of Netflix is for movies, but they've been really branching into bringing series and into bringing other different types of TV shows. Yeah, I'm wondering what the difference is because I really only watch uh, older television series on Netflix. That's like the main thing that I like to watch. Things that are like, you know, a season or two out, like oh, Glee season one, two, and three versus, you know, five, six, or Roswell, which is, I used to love, you know, Roswell one, two, and three, which are off air and, and some of the stuff that's, you know, lost season one that I would never, never see. You, you might you might be better off find using Hulu to find the more recent stuff. I don't know which. Uh, I know they've got ties into I believe Fox, and I'm not sure if it's ABC or NBC. But there are sometimes where you miss a TV show, you can go back from the previous night and go watch it on Hulu, depending on your subscription level. Net Netflix is pretty much if it's a box set of DVDs somewhere for a season. They've probably got it if it's raw content from the networks or so forth, then probably Hulu's got it. Oh, okay. Very nice. Well, something to look at in the future and see uh, how successful the blending of all these uh, different companies in one box are. Marcus Notch Pearson has stepped down as the lead developer on Minecraft uh, recently, mostly, I'm guessing, because of a mystery project he's been developing with his company Mojang, but he says he will be still involved in Minecraft, especially with the success of 1.0, which was released November 18th for Minecraft. So he's not leaving, but he has stepped down as lead developer, for those who follow Minecraft. Some catfighting, interestingly enough, between Blizzard and EA recently over Star Wars The Old Republic. The Blizzard CEO, Bobby Kotek, had said during a recent Routers Media Summit that he questions whether or not the much-hyped Star Wars MMO would be able to steal any subscribers from WoW. He also seemed to question whether, because of the licensing fees for Star Wars and LucasArts, whether they would even be able to make any money at all. And he says, quote, Lucas is going to be the principal beneficiary of, this, of the success of Star Wars, Kotek explained at the event. We've been in business with Lucas for a long time, and the economics will always accrue to the benefit of Lucas, so I don't really understand how the economics work for electronic arts. If you look at the history of the people investing in an MMO and achieving success, it's a small number. Sarah from Blizzard. Yeah, it's... I think it's kind of the 50-ton giant in the room uh, sort of minding its herd of mammoths and uh, sort of viewing EA with uh, Swotor as being the level 6 uh, nerf herder that is coming up and trying to poke it in the ankle. 
if you listen to other podcasts that deal with Blizzard, um, there's not usually a high opinion of Bobby Kotak given. <laughs> well, a lot of people always say anytime a new game comes out, it's a WoW killer, it's a WoW killer, as though there can only be one MMO in the world. And I think there's a place for, for this one as well. News from Opposable Thumbs I'm kind of excited about. Something popular in our family, you may remember um, some games we've played. One of them is called Drawn 1 and 2 and Isabella. They were running around $3.99 a piece, um, individual app games for the iPad and various other i products. Um, they are made by a company called Big Fish Games. And recently, this Seattle-based company has begun offering a $6.99 per month subscription, which will provide access to dozens of the games for iPhone and iPad as well. And this is kind of revolutionary in the sense that it could open the door for more companies to offer subscription access for iOS apps. Uh, until now, the Big Fish have, have offered each of its titles as a separate app at the store. And they say they're offering them for $1.99, but that's not so because they were expensive. The kids and other people that have played these games really love uh, just the visual of them, I guess. Uh, they're very realistic, very kind of neat styled very complicated puzzle and mystery games, but fun for the family to do together. And we really enjoy playing them. The story is very compelling um, in the in the different ones, maybe like five or six that I've seen so far. And we always want to get them. The, the thing is that Big Fish always offers you a, like a 30-minute trial thing. Like you get to a certain point in the game, which is roughly about 30 minutes into the two-hour or so game. And then and then they uh, stop the game, <laughs> and it's uh, it's fun for those thirty minutes. So we always play it, and then and then it's over. But now you can get a subscription via your iTunes account and play whatever of the Big Fish games uh, strikes your fancy. So interesting business model. I know that two uh, little Genesis uh, enjoy those games a lot. I'm not sure if there's actually enough content to warrant paying past a one month, so I'm hoping there's not like a minimum fee involved. Uh, sorry, minimum term of you have to register for three to six months in order to get this deal. Um, I really can't take a lot of these deals seriously unless it's something along the lines of uh, Blizzard opening up a Blizzard Pass that gives all access to their games and stuff, but I know for what you were talking about for the the groups that are pinpointed with these mm -hmm. uh, adventure games, you may get a month's worth because um, you don't want them to suddenly turn into shovelware where in order to keep people for more than a month, they have to suddenly put out the same game just with a different name. Mm-hmm. Stuff, so well, they've I'd, been I'd accused of that before. That is one thing that Big Fish has been accused of. Um, most of the games are based on kind of standard fairy tales, I guess you could say. Um, some of them are more creative. Like Drawn is a, a girl's trapped in this world and she leaves you visual like clues and you have to assemble the clues in paintings and the paintings come alive and give you like other clues that you can build things with and, and whatnot. But a lot of them are very much like the Rapunzel story or like versions of Sleeping Beauty, you know, things like that. So they have been accused, Big Fish, of, of kind of farming out their their five or six stories into 15 or 20 games that are very similar. I have not, um, haven't found that to be the case, but that, that is something they're accused of. Sounds like this would be a good package for the Thanksgiving and Christmas season where 
a lot of the kids are off school for extended periods of time and they're stuck indoors. Go pay the $6 or whatever it is for the monthly fee, let them play, you know, the content for that period and then drop that account and wait until the next couple months until they have more stuff out and then maybe do another re-up for a month, but I don't know how they would manage to keep persistent uh, interest. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Founder Paul Thelen uh, saw the new iOS subscription APIs, he said, as a way to kind of offer an all-you-can-eat basis for his company. And the idea that users could download one app, pay a monthly subscription, and play whatever game struck their fancy. And this is kind of the first time the technology has matched that that option they're saying um, that Apple originally had offered subscription APIs to allow content for uh, magazines and newspapers, but it, it made that uh, content to be available for purchase within apps at the same or lower prices than available elsewhere, and they took a 30% cut for it as well. So a lot of publishers kind of balked at that and said they didn't want to, since they're, people are going to pay the same or lower price than they would get elsewhere, and Apple's taking a 30% cut, why would they go through Apple? But now they're allowing um, a little bit of relaxation in that so that it's a better deal for the content publishers. So hopefully that more people will be doing this. I, I do not understand. I don't know. It says per month. So I don't know if it's a, like as you said, something that would have longevity or if it's just something you get and then wait a couple months until they came out with more stuff. I don't know. But I did think it was kind of a neat idea. Well, as long as, and here we go back to the security sphere, it doesn't have any of the te- typical... Uh, either ad programs or other ties out that um, beyond, say, a, a time setting for when the program self-destructs unless it gets a new key for the account. Um, they'd better not try to pad their revenue through um, in-game stuff if they're charging a subscription fee. Hmm. I do not know. We'll have to uh, do a little trial, and and then we'll find out. Battlefield 3 Karkland Expansion Pack uh, is coming out December 6th. And The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is coming out for the PS3 and Xbox 360. So you too can taste the rainbow of the PC love that we're having right now. I have heard that there is this wonderful thing out there. It's called Skyrim the Game. (laughs) All I know is Skyrim the Effects Soundtrack. I can have my headset on full. I can be playing something, but I still know when there's a dragon I'm somewhere sorry. in the house. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a little oh. bit loud, and I do have it turned so the voices are the loudest bit, and the music and effects are like at half. At half. But I'm I'm actually really enjoying the sound effects off of the game. Whoever did the art, of course they get kudos, but I want to take a moment and whoever did the sound effects and the music and just the environmental sounds of like the wind or uh, I think, was it yesterday I saw a dragon on your screen that was flying probably about 100 feet above the ground and you could just hear the wind, of the th- sorry, the slow thud and thump of the uh, 
base of the wings as they mm-hmm. flap. Mm-hmm. It, it is not an annoyance to hear the soundtrack of Skyrim, but it it really sort of makes me appreciate a lot more than just the game mechanics, because I think I would get in there and I would just sort of get lost like everyone else does. But I'm sort of stepping back and sort of viewing this as this piece of art that moves across the screen um, from the other side of the room. And from whenever I look over, I don't look over and go, oh, God, it's like a mud-colored <laughs> scene with nothing going on. There's always something going on the screen that I look over and I go, ooh, screenshot that, screenshot that screenshot that and probably you would fill your hard drive in no time i have quite a few screenshots actually yeah it's a beautiful beautiful game just really stunningly beautiful and like you said the sound is very dynamic i mean i'll be running along with my character and then there's quite a few times when i've just i've jumped and kind of yelled you may have heard me because a wolf or something will run up behind me and i'll hear it like that dog sound when they breathe you know you'll hear it and then it'll bite you and it's scary it's scary all, all the cats take off, but if it's coming for, not that I necessarily would want to play it on the 360 or Xbox, just because the processors can't really handle that sort of thing, but Do I've got... you think it would be an this, issue? Oh, probably. Um, especially with the mods, I'd want to be able to mod it like crazy, so I'd, I'd still play it on the, on the PC. But the sound system that's out in the garage that uh, you're aware of, I would actually try and hook that um <laughs> i am waiting for you to that get up, that, that speaker up, out that speaker that is the, like practically uh, as tall as i am i want to i want to see what happens when you hook those up but I, but if there was a way to pipe in and it probably is a way to pipe in the computer into the tv and then run skyrim through that i, I would be all for just shaking the wall <laughs> so i i think i think your uh your system may take a uh, a holiday out to the uh, sunroom. <laughs> well, I have my Sun- little creature uh, speaker system, and even though the trouble's pretty small, I could—I don't have it turned up more than a quarter. I mean, I could really, really scare the bejesus but surround, out of everybody. Surround sound, Skyrim. Yeah, that's true. Okay, get the speakers 7.0. out. Get the speakers out. Get the copper wire. Well, I've just given myself a honeydew item for the weekend. <laughs> nice. All right, so. We've done a little bit of news for you. Anything else, personal news, before we get into, I guess, holiday thank yous? It, it must be an awfully, horribly boring world to live in this week for news because there's nothing that says Deus Ex after it. Yes, why don't you tell us about your foray into the uh, Deus Ex uh, DLC, which is called The Missing Link, if I recall, and you've been glued to that. Uh, can't even like see it because your face is so close to the screen. And this is your second playthrough now, isn't it? Yep. Uh, it came with, I believe, seven or eight Steam achievements. And I'm not normally big on the achievements, but this, I, I am a huge fanboy from the first Deus Ex all the way up to uh, the current one. And I even liked Invisible War, which is <laughs> viewed as complete crap by most uh, Deus Ex fans. Um, Steam, over the Thanksgiving holiday, had their wonderful sale where they, they like to call it Thanksgiving because they're thanks for me, they're thanking me for giving them uh, my money because they have sales. <laughs> and 
this DLC, the missing link, is normally fifteen bucks uh, rounded up, and I kept wanting to pull the trigger, kept wanting to pull the trigger, but I, I knew Steam usually plays around um, with content during the holidays. And they had a 50% sale, and I bought it at $8, and I am so glad that I did. Not for, so, for necessarily the price, but for the content. This is a piece of content that is absolutely not the dregs of a cutting floor uh, piled together and then shipped out for people. This is a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Um, on par and perhaps surpassing and, and not in a, uh, a challenging way. The DLCs that have been available for Mass Effect 2, <laughs> which have been amazing. Fighting words. Not, no, not even, not even fighting words. This is, uh, something where even without Mass Effect 2, this is a beautiful piece of content, but having gone through the content from Mass Effect 22, I'm now spoiled to good DLC. Oh, okay. So I, love I can revolution. You're not going to have any arguments from me uh, as this, far as, you know, that this game. This one blows human revolutions out of the water for its little condensed nugget that it is. Human revolution, wonderful over, overall story, but how they fit this one in and what you do in it, it's a good 6 hours of just really down gritty uh, back to basics, um, similar to the first game, Deus Ex. Well, does it feel like, you know, a key inserted back into, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, does it feel like seamless puzzle piece or does it feel jarring? Because my concern was, um, you arrived from Shanghai and, and got on the ship and then, you know, suddenly you were in the, uh, I forget what it is, the underwater, mm-hmm. the water place with the, this, factory and and the lab and all that stuff but there was no way that you could kind of understand you going in there fully biomedded out fully um on your track of what you've chosen for your particular um, body parts and then and then suddenly in the dlc you don't have them and then you have them again and people were concerned that it wasn't going to make sense with the main flow of the game to have this little side trip where you didn't have any um enhancements and then suddenly you did again how did you find that you used a good word earlier seamless ah underscored okay um i can see exactly where they left off where they picked up and where they drop you back off into the game seamless Hmm. and as i said i'm not one for achievements but they had ones in there where they were well thought out they were well done they challenged you. They brought you further into the story. Um, the number of level, quote-unquote, areas is low. But what they do as far as environmental, like you walk out onto a ship's deck, and it's in the middle of a rolling storm, and the wave physics, just what you see in the distance, what you have up close, it's, it just it brings you in. It puts the blinders on you. It slaps you across the face and goes, this is a movie, but you control the actor. Start humming whatever um, Mission Impossible theme song you wish to hum and go to it. <laughs> we'll be here when you get back from going to get yourself a sandwich. If you do go get yourself a sandwich. Hmm. But I managed, I managed to complete all the DLC, including one where I could not use uh, weapons 
explosives or enhancement packs. So pretty much what I just did was out myself as a complete and total cheater <laughs> in order to get this achievement. But I was so compelled that I wanted to have that achievement because I wanted to honor the work that this, uh, <laughs> that these, that this, that this company did. And that's generally why I'm, will go through and play on God mode in most of these games that I buy is because these people put a lot of effort into their content. I want to see that content. My skill level, especially at a console, I suck. That's why I stay away from consoles. But if I see a game and I want to play it, I want to see everywhere, you know, if something still kills me, then fine. But I want to have that enjoyment. And this was so worth my eight bucks. Hmm. Um, I'm curious just because one of the things, and I guess it's a slight spoiler, but by now everyone should know this. In the original Deus Ex Human Revolution, the cyborg female at the end that you fight in the machine she was very disturbing and, and kind of interesting to me, and I understand that this content has a lot to do with that, yes, that she's yeah. also present in the DLC, which obviously happens way before the end of the game of Human Revolution, and you get to know a little bit more about that, which is an explanation that I was kind of hoping for. It, it, it gives you all that, all that backstory, and it, it's, it gives, this is uh, technological horror, it gives you that, wow, okay. here, here's the knife edge, that we are skating on that may seem like a big, flat, open field, but really, ooh, that's nice and thin. Okay. Um, just gorgeous game. Okay. And uh, I really look forward, because they, they offer teasers for three more uh, potential expansion packs. Within... Did they say when, where they would occur in the game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they, they, they give... The, one of the achievements that you unlock is to find these three... Uh, bits of information and i really really one hope that they put them out and two put them out soon because uh i will be uh clotheslining people out of the way virtually at steam in order to get my hands <laughs> okay so you very much recommend this then oh yeah okay I'm hoping, for your sake, a little bit back to the Skyrim, that since um, these Elder Scrolls Skyrim will come out PS3 and Xbox 360 very soon, that perhaps those who have the PC, maybe Steam will run a special and and drop that PC version, is my hope. Giant, I, I've got giant puppy dog eyes right now towards uh, Gabe Newell and Steam. Please put that on sale, because, um, yeah... <laughs> I know you were it. All right. So I thought we should do this episode on the holiday to kind of thank all the people who truly deserve it this year and to, I guess, express some goodwill and just, you know, have a holiday episode since we never have before. We'll probably do one New Year's as well. But this is kind of like the, I guess, later than Thanksgiving and not quite Christmas, but with themes from both involved episode. So I would like to start, I guess, and just kind of go over some people I felt have been really um, influential this year or people that I really want to give a shout out to. 
uh, Geek Bits, of course, because we play uh, Death to Four with uh, several of the members, and it's been really, really great getting to know Dave Witt, who was on last week with me at Dragon Con. Uh, one of the few really good things that came out of Dragon Con, I thought, was meeting Dave and, and getting to know him a little bit better, and just really such a nice guy, and I'm really, really thankful that we went to Dragon Con and that he's been really kind to be on the show quite a bit and, and to just be our friend. And I'll extend that further to uh, Professor Hooper from Geek Bits. I'm yeah. teasing him somewhat for the, uh, the professor part. But yes, he, he is he is the founder and uh, purveyor of HooperCon. But I've got a little tweet thing where I'm trying to get them to do a uh, segment on their show. So everything is Ask Professor Hooper. But, <laughs> That'll um, be fun. Ask Professor Hooper segment. I'd like that. And Dan has Dan has Dan has been a very warm person on uh, Skype and in person. He is as big and as large a personality and source of warmth uh, around a table or gaming schedule or whatever else. And he plays his character Daros on Death to Four Dishonor to a perfect hilt. Yes. So I would like I would like to really thank him for being one of the people who has very limited experience previously with D and D, and just utterly giving into the spirit of pencil and paper as he interpreted it, and he's really really fleshed out an interesting character. One of the really cool things about D and D game is that we've met Cesar or Eric as he is known in real life. Um, and we never would have met him before, but he was so excited about the game and he really wanted to be a part of it that we had him come in just, I guess, to play an NPC and he ended up staying. And he's just really an awesome guy. And I'm really glad that he's become kind of part of our circle and very excited. And Daniel, you know, I've had Daniel or Thorn or uh, Dragonitis. He has so many names on the show quite a bit and uh it's really nice to get more involved with daniel and have him on so excited and, about that and daniel no longer of quantum college because he graduated i know he's graduated and a uh, sturdy shout out as well to matt and opie from geek bits as well for this year there you go the listeners have to give shout outs to the listeners most notably and most actively i would say rabbit um, from Rabbit's Ramblings. Quite a lot of chatting uh, on the Facebook page. And uh, <laughs> somewhat controversial at times, but still really involved, really excited about the show, really giving a lot of suggestions and a lot of feedback and uh, a lot of back and forth commentary. So very cool to uh, have met Rabbit this year and gotten to know him and his, his podcast as well. And some of the companies just really excited to have gotten to know Ubisoft and the Frag Dolls are just that so like fangirling over the Frag Dolls. I just was really excited to have them on. And Arkin Games, which is another company that I just have really a soft spot for, I guess, um, with their Valley Without Wind and, and they write emails, you know, fairly often and they really want, you know, their product to, to do well and for people to be happy, I guess, because you know, they always write, if we mention them at all in the show, they'll write and say like, oh, you know, we improved that beta and we, we did this stuff and check it out. And, you know, anytime there's any like issue, any snag at all, they always fix it really quickly and really good about, you know, letting their fans and, and such know. And I really appreciate that. They're a really cool indie company, Arkin Games. 
I'd like to give a huge shout out to Anne and Siegfried Trent from the DDO podcast. Uh, they've they've helped to introduce us to a number of their community who has in turn welcomed us warmly. And we now have Skaggy the poet and uh, Michael senior and, uh, and yes, a few others wandering chef. And, uh, Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Samus Garobo. Oh, yes. Uh, really good interviews given by all, and um, the trends have been extremely accommodating for recording schedules and so forth, but uh, I would really like to give them a shout-out. And I guess since we're saying thank yous to our segment host, Alanomi with Tech Talk, the wandering chef who has done maybe one or two segments here before, and also Skaggy the Poet, who is very dear to us and has been so kind pretty much every other weekend to give a segment, Get the Girl. Let's hear his segment from this week, appropriately holiday-themed. And I believe he's going to be off until the New Year, so maybe he'll come back with a New Year's uh, segment for us next time. So here we go with Skaggy's Get the Girl. Hello and welcome to Get the Girl, Kill the Baddies and Save the Entire Planet, Episode 6. Gaming Poetry with me, Skaggy the Poet. Before we start, thanks again to Jen for putting this segment out on the Grey Area Podcast. This week, as it's nearly Christmas, well, not quite, but okay, not even nearly really in some people's eyes, but it is for me. I'm going to do a Christmas poem infused with the spirit of the season and Star Wars. Why Star Wars? Well, it's out soon. Uh, I've been in the beta, loved it, pre-ordered it. Woohoo! But I'm still going to take the mickey out of it in this poem anyway. Why? Well, why not? Twas the night before life day and all through Skaggy's flat not a creature was stirring, not even a womp rat. His stocking was hung by the chimney with care, in the hopes that in the morning a certain game would be there. Skaggy was nestled asleep in his bed, while visions of lightsabers danced in his head, and the telly left on crackled and snapped, while Skaggy snored like a rancor, enjoying a nap. When out on the lawn with a crash and a groan, a spaceship had landed in the deep snow, and pulling it through the sky it would appear, were eight weary people dressed as reindeer. And on top of the spaceship, lively and quick, sat the driver goading his reindeer with a whip. More rapid than stormtroopers they came, as he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Luke, now Ben, now Chewie, now Han, on Amidala, on Jar Jar, on Qui-Gon, on Anakin. To the top of the Death Star, to the top, don't fall. These copies of Star Wars, we must deliver them all. The reindeer grumbled and pointed out that this delivery argument just held no clout. You do realise, boss, the game came out last week. The fans have been snatching it up on Amazon cheap. In fact, take Skaggy, here asleep in his bed. He's played the beta until his eyes bled. 
He played it until he got RSI in his limbs. And now for Christmas, all he wants is Skyrim. The reindeer master paused and scratched his beard. Hmm, he said, this is much worse than I feared. All these Star Wars copies will be hard to shift. I might even have to start giving them away with Rift. The spaceship shuddered and took again to the air. Except for a dent in the snow, you wouldn't have known it had been there. But Skaggy, unbeknown, was going to have to pay a tough penance. His only present round the tree now, a DVD of The Phantom Menace. So there you go. Early Christmas greetings to you, and even earlier wishes for a happy new year. See you then with more gaming poetry. That's right, as my own boss, I'm taking the rest of the year off. Well, from poems anyway. Christmas is a busy time when you've got a three-year-old daughter and work right up until Christmas Eve, but blah, 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 who wants to hear about my worries? Anyway, until next year, until I return, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and toodle-pip. A big thank you to Skeggy, and now let's continue with our holiday thank yous. I'd also like to give uh, our friend Lee a shout out as well for appearing on one of the earlier podcasts to talk passionately about his love of a particular MMO and so forth. And also for Tony. Did you know uh, with Samus that I'm trying to lure him into letting me do circle jerk with them and talk about books that we've read? And he- you, 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 keep, you keep mentioning it and I keep waiting to send him an email to work out a deal for that episode. But uh, Well, I've already not. spoken to him and he said, you know, it sounds like something that could happen, but he's very swamped with work and various other things. So they haven't even recorded a second one yet. So when they do record, hopefully I will get to uh, be a part of that, which would be awesome. And I also want to say thank you to the Genesis boys with their role-playing card game, Genesis, Carlos and Juan. Juan especially has been really uh, nice about emailing back and forth, and we've shared a lot of podcasting tips back and forth and just talking, and it's really cool to see people who are so, um, I guess, inspired by their product and so, like, excited. You know, they have, a, like, a real passion for for the development of this, and and even though some people may or may not find it their thing, I think you still have to admire their enthusiasm for it, which was really cool. I would like to thank them for saving me from Dragon Con by... Uh, by being fun and interesting. By, by being fun and interesting, and we were originally going to go and interview them and probably spend about half an hour watching them play a game, and we wound up spending about six hours through multiple sessions and talking to them afterwards. And it was it's really nice to meet people behind the email. Yes. Yes. And I'd like to thank all the people who have put up with my words with Friends games. If you want to play Words with Friends, I do play that app. Um, I'm kind of slow at it. It might take me like days because I have several games going and I only kind of look at it maybe one day or out of a week or something like that. So if you are not in a hurry and you want to play Words with Friends, let me give you my handle. Oh, my username is Tintigal, T-I-N-T-I-G-A-L. And so you can find me on Words with Friends as Tintigal. I can't promise amazing and awesome vocabulary, but I think I do it right, and, and it's fun. So I like that game a lot, if you have that app. 
I, I would uh, like to, as, as one of my final thanks, I would like to express my thanks to Genesis iPad, which is one of the few things these days that can draw her away from Skyrim uh, <laughs> long enough to actually be able to shove some tea and sandwiches down uh, her throat before sending her back to the uh, cold, frozen north. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say thank you to Dave, who's my best friend, and unexpectedly, uh, we've never sent each other Christmas or birthday presents, and we've been friends for, I don't know, like 10 or 15 years, something like that, and he just unexpectedly, for my birthday, kind of backlogged every present we've never bought and got me an iPad, which was really surprising and just, like, completely amazing, and it's one of the, my favorite things that I've ever had. And completely blew the computer that I had built for you out of the water. <laughs> That's so unfair. That's so unfair. I know you built this computer with your bare hands. It's, it's amazing, but it's not as pretty as an Apple product. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. However, Skyrim, I'm also thankful for uh, the fact that uh, I'm from the Northeast and now... Um, Genesee believes that if she goes further north than we were go- where we go vacationing in Maine, that she will actually find the land of Skyrim at this point, so it looks like we will have our vacation plan settled for next year. Why not? Everybody else goes to Canada. Why can't it be the land of Skyrim? Come on. Speaking of Canada, I'd like to say a thank you to Manveer Air from Bioware, just because he is. Gabe Newell, if you're out there, thank you for taking and making Steam something that was... Uh, unwieldy and extremely confusing and not something that I believe I would have a uh, a part in and making it into a wonderful product that I have actually invested much time and effort into um, securing content that you have been most generously providing. And thank you for getting me away from physical disc media as much as possible. Thank you for the amazing games that you're offering this year. Skyrim, Mass Effect, Minecraft, which is not on Steam, but still Minecraft. Also, my Sears blanket, which you got me, which is one of the best things I've, I've gotten in the last, like, six months. It's stupid blanket, but it's so... it's Like, every gamer should have a really nice blanket to sit in their chair with. I think the pimp the pimp jacket blanket. I do. I think every gamer should have that. And again, a thank you to the listeners who without which we would be talking to ourselves. And sometimes it feels like that. <laughs> Anything Right back to Genesee sometime. Someone beyond the auto spammers. Please write to Genesee. There's a lot of people uh in in Germany, in Russia, in China who they like to write me. They're very faithful about writing me and telling me about the Ugg boots that they have for sale every week. So yes, if anyone else would like to write, they can do so uh, at Gray Area Podcast on Twitter, at Facebook slash Gray Area Podcast, or on iTunes. And if you have any gray areas in your relationships or just need a new perspective, you can email me your questions, advice, or suggestions to genesegray at yahoo.com. A big thank you to Tinsian for being here and sharing his list and comments on the news. And I thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode.